Welcome to the Art Ross Radio Hour, presented by First National Grocery. Tonight, we talk about the Boston Pride dominating the NWHL, the Boston Blades starting to gel, and whether David Pasternak is disrespecting the game. Tonight, coming up next on the Art Ross Radio Hour. New series with Toronto. They uh, they lost their first game uh, two to nothing, and then they won their second game in a shootout two to one. Uh, they played pretty well in the first period of the first game, uh, but spent a lot of time in their own zone, uh, and that just kind of wore them out. And in the second and third periods of that game, they weren't really playing too great. Uh, they had problems breaking out of their own zone and uh, uh, getting possessions on offense and really putting offensive pressure. Uh, in the the second game wasn't broadcast, so I wasn't able to see it, but it started with them killing two five-on-threes in a row, and that kind of boosted their energy, uh, and it carried them throughout the game. Uh, Ellie Tremblay, the third-round pick of the Blaze this year, uh, scored their first goal in the second period. Uh, and then Christina Brown, the first-round pick uh, coming off of two years and playing Finland, uh, scored the scored two goals in the shootout to put them up. Uh, Blaze have been playing really well defensively uh, and on the pow- penalty kill, uh, but just aren't clicking that well on offense right now. But they are, you know, a really young team, a really uh, inexperienced team as far as playing together. Uh, so it seems like that stuff's going to get worked out as they play more together and practice more together. So, Kat, why don't you take it away on the Pride goalies again? Um, okay, so all three goalies have gotten playing minutes. Um, Brittany Ott has played, um, I believe, about 70 minutes. Um, she's given up the only two goals that they've um, allowed. Um, but in the game against the Riveters, um, when all three goalies got action, um, the Riveters did get in 44 shots. Um, but they were sort of just crowding the goal, and they were, like, desperate and frustrated. Um, at losing 7-1, to one. so they were just sort of throwing it in there, and um, it was really easily handled by all three goalies. Um, so they really haven't been... Um, um, but um, they've been very consistent, um, as has the defense. Um, I think that's about it. Um... The Pride have taken a lot of penalties. Who's taking those penalties? Is it one person or is it spread out? And what sort of penalties are they? 22 penalty minutes, which is the second most um, behind the Riveters. Um, There were a lot of boarding calls and um, flashing calls in that game. It got really, um, the game against the Riveters got pretty rough towards the end. Um, And I guess apparently Hillary Knight was like not happy about it and was having a discussion about a need for um, something to be done about the fighting that sort of 
developed, um, but I guess that situation will develop as the league develops um, to see if it becomes sort of a problem. Um, All right, while you look at that, uh, Andrew, same question about the Blades. And eventually, generally, why can't Boston teams stop taking penalties? But the Blades, you said, had two five-on-three penalty kills to start their the game they won over the weekend. So tell yes. me about that. Um, uh, three of their defensemen got got penalties. Watchhorn, um, the Macy, and uh, Clara St. Germain, I believe. Uh, yeah, Watchhorn has... Two penalties right now. DeMacy has two penalties right now. Uh, yeah, that's definitely something that they have to watch out for. Uh, but Watchern is so big, like she towers over everybody on the ice. So I kind of feel like she she draws more penalties just because of that. Um, but yeah, I mean their penalty kill has been great, which is the good thing. But um, the side effect of that is that through two games, Genevieve Lacoste has, ta- has taken 88 <coughs> shots. Um, and, you know, she expected to take more shots than she had in past years. Um, but at that rate, you kind of start to ask, you know, how long, <laughs> how long can that, that last for, you know? Uh, it's something definitely to look out for. Do you think it's a tactics thing or a personnel thing? Like, are they just, are they gonna? I mean, through two games, which admittedly is small, do you think they will gel, or does um, it look like they just don't quite have it? I I think or is Toronto just really good? Toronto is good, but I think that they they were showing some of the same problems when they played the preseason game, um, and I think it's just. I, part of it is definitely the fact that they haven't played together that much. Um, they seem to have some chemistry off the ice, um, and with all the travel and stuff, hopefully uh, they start to gel better on the ice. <laughs> but the one thing that's a little concerning is the fact that the team is built for like offense and speed, and so far they've done exactly the opposite of that. Uh, so hopefully as they start to play better, um, and get comfortable playing together, um, that stuff will change. All right, Chad, did you want to look at the, uh, the noise? Yeah. Um, so in the game against the Riveters, <clears throat> the Pride had, uh, let's see, they had six penalties that game, um, two for roughing, um, two for hooking, um, interference, um, and tripping. Um so Blake Bolden has served the most penalty minutes, um, but they've actually been really good on the penalty kill. Um, they've killed nine of ten, and they've scored one shorthanded goal, um, which sort of counterbalances the fact that they've only scored one power play goal out of nine 
um, power plays that they've been on. Um, but then again, I guess that doesn't really matter that much when they're scoring like crazy when they're at even strength. Um, but I guess it's something you could just note as, as something that might become a problem, um, especially if, you know, the other teams start to catch up in terms of um, scoring and defending against them. Big if. <laughs> cool. All right. So I think that about covers the Pride and the Blades for now. Uh, make sure to check back in on the podcast on later podcasts, and we'll definitely be talking about them again. We'll probably try to get a player or two on if we can, if we can finagle it. Uh, anyways, let's move on to the primary focus of our fair Stanley Cup of Chatter blog, the Boston Bruins, who we all just watched lose 5-4 in overtime. To the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, anybody want to say anything about that? Other than Kevin Miller's got to go now. <laughs> we'll see, we're, should... we're losing Zach Ronaldo one at a time. Yeah. I mean, how how they can sit Trotman in the press box game after game and just roll Miller out there, it's kind of pathetic. I mean, I should be furious, like, that kind of giving up that many goals in a period and a half or so is unconscionable any other year. But, you know, this is something we all kind of knew was going to be the case many of the year. So <laughs> I have nothing but you know, aggravation for this team going forward. <laughs> you should stop this. This is a team that you can stop. And, like, you're spread like that. It's like, well, there's some teams we can't beat, and then there are some teams obviously we're going to beat because they're that bad this year. And I just don't get it. I don't get this team. So how about that Austin Matthews, huh? He's pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah, Austin Matthews. I can't see him in Austin Jersey. <laughs> I mean, is that what we're really, like, hoping for, though? <laughs> It'd be really nice to get Matthews next year, but the uh, the year interim, I feel like, would be bad. And unfortunate yeah. on a number of levels. I, I can only deal with so many of these kind of games in an entire year, and I really, really don't want to see this again. So how do we feel about Colin Miller at this point? Um, among the defensemen, he's been the least, I don't know, offensive. Is defensive the best way to describe him? Inoffensive? because he hasn't really done anything particularly super wrong, and he's contributed fairly well on the attack and has been okay at his own end, but I feel like sample size would probably help us out. This is definitely not something that uh, 
definitely not a a game to really teach students. Obviously, it really better or worse. I mean, he hasn't been a liability. I mean, what is he? I think he's 22, 23. So, I mean, yeah. there, there seems to be plenty of upside. The fact that the kid can skate, he's got a bomb and a shot. You know, he seems to be offensively, he seems to have a good mind for the him into it right now instead of giving him five or six, you know, as, as a five or a six on the back end. But I have no complaints with him at all. He's like less than 15, like a little under 16 minutes a night. And I think that's, given the situation that we're putting him into, I think Miller is doing just fine with the, uh, the 16 minutes of ice time given. And he's making the most fish. I'm not saying he's going to be perfect at this. He did okay on Friday. But then the server of player list, because uh, I don't know exactly what our plan for these guys like you know Charles are just going to be overtaking the power play, and I was nice to have Mark going into this. What was that about the power play? I, I didn't get the second part of that. I mean, he's made. I mean, it's good to have depth in on power play because, you know, eventually some of these guys are going to have to, you know, pop and play in the fun. Whereas, like, it's been largely Tory Crew and guys like, uh, guys like Char, <laughs> players that have already been established you know, yeah, uh, power play time. And I think I prefer that as opposed to, like, well, here we're kind of working Does anyone else have anything in particular you want to talk about? Um, can we talk about the coach's comments? Yeah. Uh, what can can you tell me what the coach's comments were? Well, Claude was unhappy. Um, Claude was very very unhappy after the game, and uh, he was uh, talking about the uh, about the way things were going. Um, after the game, he said that uh, uh for Super Mask, this is some great goal uh, commentary here. Um, he said he wanted uh, for him to probably you know, stop more shots. Is he's got to make those saves, which is um, pretty solid commentary. I kind of agree. I would probably like to see him doing better. And then this is the one that uh, favors his side. Was the one that bothered me is that he said specifically about Osternot that. Uh, his game was uh, rather his criticism was respecting the game than his goals. Um, Wait, what did he say exactly? 
He said he, he said faster than I didn't respect the game. Fuck you, Claude. Wow. I, I mean, I don't get it again. He's 19. Like, you're going to have growing pains. I don't think him turning the puck over twice is not respecting the game. And I don't really get that at all. I have no idea what you're saying. Can anyone else understand what you're saying? No, it sounds like just Pong. Okay. Sorry. But, I don't know. Um, okay, what else? Did Was Cross on the penalty kill tonight? They used him well, back there at all? I think on the major, everybody was on the penalty kill at some point, weren't they? To start the I, I, second. I, I, didn't, I didn't pay attention yeah. to the beginning of the second, was he? Uh, yes, I remember seeing Cross on the penalty kill. I'm pretty sure they cycled everybody in because Char was in the box to start that as well. Oh, yeah, oh, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Because I saw him out there in the Colorado game. And that, I don't know if that surprised anybody else, but the fact that it was the first, like the kid's first game, and he's just throwing him out there on the PK, that kind of was a little odd for me. Not that he did an awful job or anything, I was just like, wow, Claude's maybe grown a little bit, and then you get the pastor in that comments today, so who the hell knows? Well, Tommy Cross isn't a kid anymore either. How old is Tommy Cross? Was he 24, 25? I think he, I think he's, I think this year he was too old for the top 25 under 25. So. So yeah, I mean he's older than like Brett Connolly, for example. Yeah, exactly. Well, Brett Connolly is thirty-seven, though. Yeah, he looks it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um. Sorry, hold on one sec. Uh, was it going past the street sweeper, and it was just loud. Uh, Tommy Cross has not made me want to uh, find his contract in the NHL league office and burn it, so that's a good thing. Um, like uh, one of you was saying about Colin Miller, he's been relatively inoffensive. <sighs> So I guess if you want like a really hot take between Claude's com comments and things, transactions that the teams have made, is it Claude Julien that young players just don't want to play for? And is it because he's a total jerk about it? This is just an open-ended question. Sorry, I'm you know, I'm practicing. I think I think it has to do with the personality of the young kid. I mean, Kessel obviously wanted out; he couldn't stand it. I mean, who knows about Pasternak? This is really the first time he's been thrown to the fire. I mean, Marshawn was able to get through it, but again, he's a different personality than Kessel. He's a little more, I guess, gritty, as cliche as that is. He's a little rougher around the edges, so who knows? 
he was good enough to get Sean Thornton to 10 goals in a season, so. <laughs> That's a good point. Krug's been doing pretty well, too, with him, so. Yeah. All right. Disrespecting the game. I am just shocked. Um, How many games do you think Ronaldo's going to get? I say on reputation alone, he gets three. Um, for the hit itself, probably between uh, two and five. Because it's at five that the, that the appeals happens, right? Huh? Isn't there a thing where, like, if it's a suspension of longer than five games, they can appeal? I is, that, is, it, is that what Thornton did? He got it a couple of years ago? Maybe. I okay. don't remember. What's the what's the in person hearing? That's over five? That's yeah, that's over five, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he gets to Well they're playing the Islanders on Friday, so if he's taking a trip to New York, then he can just sort of stay there and Watch the team from the press box while he's suspended, because he's definitely getting suspended. Does anybody think he's not getting suspended? I, I don't um, think he should, but I think he will. He did leave his feet a little bit, like leave his feet left the ice a little bit. Um, but I kind of feel like it. The hit was a little worse. I mean, it looked a little worse than it was just because the guy got sandwiched between him and McQuaid. Um, yeah. But yeah. Like you were saying, based on reputation, he'll probably get at least something. Yeah, I, I only saw it live, so I didn't. Um, I don't have a good idea of what it really looked like because I haven't broken down highlights or anything like that yet. But I was it really a charge? I don't. I don't even know. What's a charge? Three steps or three strides? I think it's three strides. Yeah, I mean, he just kind of glided. I don't right. know what the conversion is for glides and strides. I mean, I can't stand up in a pair of skates without falling, so. We can work on that. Um, <laughs> um. How do we like the three-on-three -three overtime? Love it. Same. Love it. Yeah. I mean, it, it stunk tonight, but <laughs> watch yeah, it. It's fun, yeah. Cat, yeah. do you have an opinion on the three-on-three -three overtime? <coughs> Sorry. Sorry. What was okay. that, three-on-three? Do you have an opinion on three on three overtime? What is my opinion on three on three overtime? Yes. Very entertaining. I like it. All right. That was pretty crazy when it was like three on two. I was like, oh, good. This is definitely going to end very well. There it goes. It's gone. Yeah. Getting a penalty seems to be a kiss of death in, in three on three overtime. This is interesting. It's a good thing we have a guy like Marchand out there who likes to drop penalties. 
was Spooner with when he drew the penalty? Who was his wing? Well, when he took the penalty? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Right. This game would have been different. Uh, I think it was Erickson, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he was. Krejci was playing with Erickson most of the game, wasn't he? Maybe it was Erickson. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I I was watching live, so I'm not sure. All right. Um, does anyone have anything else they want to talk about that they didn't feel like they haven't gotten a chance to talk about? Or does anybody want to ask anybody else a question that they think would be an interesting topic? Can Zach Bergeron play D? He's already better than Kevin Miller. <laughs> I assume that baby glows, like literally glows. What's the scouting report on? By the time this posts to the website, we should hopefully have one already. If not, uh, look for it soon on StanleyCupOfChatter.com, your favorite place for Boston Bruins and other Boston hockey news. Yes. 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 All right. Um, what's uh? All right. So the next game for the Bruins is the New York Islanders, home of Johnny Boychuk and Johnny Tavares and a number of other quite good players. Um. Uh, Andrew, what's the next Blades game? So they have two this weekend uh, against Calgary. All right. Are those home or on the road? They're on the road. Um, okay. One is being broadcast the Saturday game. Um, Excellent. Which is at 6.15. Okay. PM, right? Correct. Okay. Never know. Yeah. All right. The Calgary Inferno, right? Correct, yeah. Excellent. Logo. Yeah, do. that logo is pretty cool. They really do. I'm uh, anxiously awaiting the Blades getting a getting a logo update. Well, so they changed can... their shirts this year, so their their shirts have that Boston Blades inside the square with the hockey stick um, in it. Like that's what's on their shirt now, not Boston and then the number. Like it was last oh, year. Oh, like on the jersey itself. Well, then they definitely need to update that logo because, my goodness. Yeah, I'm not. The the other the other teams in the league definitely have better logos. Yeah. Well, maybe if the. To be fair, the Blades don't have a partnership with an NHL team that can get one of their designers to throw something together for them. So. <laughs> That's true. All right, Cat. Uh, Tell me about the next Boston Pride game. Um, they play this Sunday, um, 3.30 at Buffalo again. Um, hopefully their bus arrives on time. Um, Worked out fine last in the time. Night game, yeah, Connecticut plays um, at New York at 7 that night. 
Okay. Cool. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, this space would eventually will eventually be filled by reader questions, perhaps maybe. Uh, we'll have to get yeah, that going. Um, and hopefully, guess in the future. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the Art Ross Radio Hour on StanleyCupOfChatter.com. My name is Cornelius Hardenberg, and you've been listening to Andrew Cardinelli, Nolan Cardwell, Cat Hemming. Thanks very much for listening. Hope you tune in next time.